0: WEEI This is WEEI Late Night Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app It seems like both of you guys are coming in This season with chips on your shoulders
1: Yeah, but I mean it was a tough summer You know, for myself, everybody Because everywhere I went You know, somebody mentioned Good job in the finals next year You guys did well and it's like they meant it in a good way, but, you know, it's just a reminder that you lost. You got to a, to the top and you didn't get over that hump. So just kind of dealing with that all summer and realizing that, you know, it's opening night and one team is getting the ring and we not. So that kind of kept me up late last night. It's a new season and, you know, ready to move past it.
2: Wow! Second hour late night, WEEI, it's KJ617-779-7937, the text line is 37937. Jason Tatum, that was fascinating what he said at the end of that, that last night on television, one team was getting a ring and the other was not, and and he stayed up to watch it. That could be a very key quote.
1: One team is getting a ring and we not.
2: Yes. When I hear something like that, that says to me there's no question, no question Tatum wants that ring, especially seeing that ceremony happening. I mean, you even got guys who aren't even on the Warriors anymore who are playing for the Lakers getting their ring and celebrating with the – it's like, what?
1: So that kind of kept me up late last night.
2: Yeah, yeah, I watched it too. Well, I didn't watch the ring ceremony because I was here, but I did watch the end of that blowout. Really, with the Lakers, it's just about LeBron getting to that number one spot for scoring. They're not going to do anything this year. But all the talk is the Warriors, the ring, and think about it. It could have been not only the celebration and honoring of Bill Russell, but the granting and the raising of an 18th banner on the same night. That close. That close. And when you're that close, it's like you can taste it you 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 know what it's like it's one thing to see them across the way getting the confetti thrown on them but then it's another thing cuz even there were some people who were complaining like gosh why are, the, there are only two games tonight and it's you know the warriors and lakers and the celtics and the 76ers it's like because those two teams the warriors and and the celtics were in the finals they kind of get that advantage
3: i think the argument is like who their opponents are 76ers you get it lakers eh, it's a, it's a money draw but for competitive, that, it's
2: that, nothing. That's all that matters, right? California, California. That I mean, those are the two biggest teams in California. California, as I remember when I grew up as a kid, has a lot of people living in its state. So Lakers, Warriors made a lot of sense. Um, there's that the Lakers are bad now. I mean, they won't be the only team with a loss. I mean, gosh. Heat got rocked tonight. Nets got smoked. So it's early, but some of these are very definitive. And look, if you think about the narrative that was on Jason Tatum at the end of the NBA Finals, was it warranted? I don't think totally because I made the argument, like, look, the game, when they won game one, it was Jason Tatum's lowest point total, but he had the most assists. And if you remember, he said, that's one, that's one at the end of the game. So it was like, you knew you had to win three more. But what were people screaming? Oh, he's not scoring enough. He's not... Are we here to take the test, or are you you worried about practice sheets? (laughs) My teachers would understand that one. It's a test. Win four, you get the rings. And the team just kind of seemed to have fallen apart. Yeah, they got one more victory out of that series, but still, it never looked close after that. And Jason Tatum took a lot of the hit, a lot of it. What should have been kind of a celebratory season for him, finally first team, all NBA, deservedly so. And I think a big part of the reason because Kevin Durant was injured for most of the season. So it made it created an opening for Tatum. You know, an exciting series to get to the finals against against uh against Milwaukee, against the Heat. Would later reveal that, of course, he got hurt during that Heat series. But it took a lot of heat. And Jalen Brown then suddenly started getting the heat. It was kind of crazy. It's like how did, how did it suddenly turn on him, you know? And it turned on both of them, and I had warned, like, you know, these players, well, I wouldn't say, you know, treat them with kid gloves. Realize NBA players are, are, are different than any other sport. They will get up and leave and not care about your fan base one single bit. They don't care if you've, you've got the m- most banners, you're racing with the Lakers for them. Ask them what teams did they play with on the video games growing up. <laughs> It's, it's important to them. This is just a part of their psyche. The Celtics are really thankful. They should be blessed. The fan base should be thankful that they're blessed to have Tatum and Brown as draft picks because I don't know if those two quality players get up and say, I want to go to Boston as superstars. But last night looked good 126, 117 victory over Joel Embiid. And, uh, and uh, James Harden, James Harden had 35, Embiid had like 26, 15 rebounds. It didn't matter. Here's Marcus Smart on all that energy that was in the garden. You know, obviously we have a lot of things we can fix, um, but you know, <laughs> I know a lot of people have seen that last
1: preseason game and like, what the what hell is going on? So to be able to come out and respond to what we did, um, I'm proud of this team. You know, we've matured in ways. And we continue to mature in ways that you know we have to and need to, and that we all are benefiting
2: from. So, yes, they need to do it one at a time in these post games, in the locker room. I know people got to get their work done and get home and hurry up. You know, I got to get on the tiggy. But good gracious, like clearly someone else who was talking in the background, Joe, was not one of the members of the basketball team. <laughs> like, would you shut up back there? Try to talk to Marcus Smart. And look, the team at, at first looked like, okay, the size problems are showing up already. and Bede was kind of getting his way in the paint. with Smaller guys had gotten Grant William into foul trouble quick. Um, but Philly just showed that they have no bench and that the Celtics have Marcus and Malcolm Brogdon now. So when you talk about how this team is kind of set up moving forward, uh, it looks very, very good.
3: I thought it was key at the end of it, like, you know, it was hard to make out, but at the end he said the team matured, and I know we'll get into that later, but I thought maturity was the right word for, especially last night's game.
2: Well, I I think part of that maturity isn't anything that they've done wrong, is just how they've been able to hold their composure with the, you know, with, with whatever they've done with MA. It's a suspension, you don't know if it's a firing eventually, um... You know, management has kind of said, like, they don't know what his future is with the team. You know, Joe Mazzulla coming in, and then even a couple people tried to bring up some stuff in the past on him. So a lot of things have gone on with the Celtics team in the last month. And the thing with the Dem- with M.A. is it was so ugly because it spread to a Hollywood story, right? Because M.A.'s fiance, if they're still together, is Nia Long, an actress who, let's just say it, The culture knows who she is. Some people would know her as Will Smith's girlfriend on The Fresh Prince. I'm trying to aloe black this thing for some people. (laughs) I'm sorry. But, yeah, so that's what made the M.A. story get even bigger, where people outside of Boston were talking about it was because his spouse is someone very well-known. And so that's a lot to handle when Hollywood-type questions are coming that don't really have to do with basketball. You know people are hitting you in your private life. It's like, hey, man. I heard it was this. Was it that? Think about it. Matt Barnes said, hey, I heard it was much worse than it ever was. Have you ever heard Matt Barnes come back and say what it was? This is what I'm talking about, this this current thing. Like I can just throw it out there. Not that it's my thought. I can just leave it hanging and for somebody else to go get it. The players had to do with all of that. And so maturing just in that aspect, absolutely I, I thought they were a pretty mature team at the end of last season. I don't think there were any real problems, right? Like, because the main thing was Marcus Smart wasn't jacking up threes um, like he was earlier last season. So uh, where the problems were last November, there can't be any issues this November. There can't be no a November, early December malaise that this team cannot afford it. Um, if this team can still continue to ride and have this energy and, consistently be up there and then Robert Williams coming back there won't be such a dependency. Um but he 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 is sorely missed. And then of course last night as I mentioned a couple minutes ago about the uh honoring of Bill Russell. Um I love eating at the place that he used to own uh right over there at the edge of back right over there the, edge of, the uh, edge of Roxbury. It's in Roxbury technically. I won't say the name cuz they're not paying, but oh my god, the chicken wings are amazing. But what Bill Russell meant to the game, to the civil rights movement, one of the most infamous pitchers is with him and Jim Brown and Lou Alcindor at the time, before he became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, who's the guy that played for the Packers? I Can't remember his name. it's was my, my father's favorite player. Um, all there to support Muhammad Ali's decision to not go into the Army through the draft. And Bill Russell was one of the first people there. And what he meant as a man, as the leader of the Celtics, the first black head coach in any major professional sport, put it it this way. When Bill Russell was the head coach for the Celtics, it was Pat Riley's final year at Kentucky as a college player, and the SEC hadn't integrated its league yet. That's what I find so amazing. People love fast-break Lakers coached by a guy who never played with any of the guys who looked like the guys he coached. That's how important Bill Russell is. And here's Jalen Brown on how much he put into his speech uh, before the game about Bill Russell.
4: A lot of thought, uh, to be honest. Days I wrote some stuff down, and then I ended up just scrapping the page. How do you figure out a group of words that kind of encapsulates you know, what Bill Russell's legacy meant to me, meant to the city, and so many others? Um, It it was tough to kind of find the words. Um, Tonight was a special night. It was amazing to be able to play um, in his honor. Uh, Bill Russell was a a legend. He was much taller than he was in person just because of what he stood for, what he represented. Um, So may he rest in peace.
2: Yeah, the best thing about Bill Russell was that laugh. So deep and hearty. And when I was a kid, I remember Bill Russell moving, transitioning into – calling games I do remember when he came back to coach uh the Sacramento Kings after they moved from Kansas City cuz they just they needed some infusion and um even though he didn't get it necessarily done as a coach with that team there was just the game had changed the way management saw teams was totally different you know sometimes when you come out of a place that's you know the the blueprint of winning and some people say well <laughs> we're thinking about at halftime maybe letting one of the a a raffle winner come and play a third quarter with you guys. That'd be a great, like, no, that's not a recipe for winning. But uh, Bill Russell, I don't think there'll ever be another person in the NBA who will mean as much to the, the architecture of the game as well as the social voice that would be developed by players later on in the game as well. Just that important. All right, KJ, late night, WEEI. We'll talk more Celtics, how things look for them in the Eastern Conference, some things that happened tonight. Plus, we'll get to what happened in the ALCS. Oh, this is great. And we still got more Patriots to talk. Hang out. KJ, late night here on WEEI. It's time to trend with Joe Braverman.
0: Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. Weekdays, 2 to 6. Now, here's what's trending on
3: WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Pats were back on the practice field today as they get set for a Monday night matchup at Gillette against the Chicago Bears. couple of roster moves for the Pats earlier today. Special teamer Cody Davis was placed on injured reserve and will be out for the season following knee surgery. Also, kicker Tristan Vizcaino was released from the practice squad. And in addition to the practice squad is wide receiver Raleigh Webb and defensive lineman Rondell Carter. Webb joined via the Baltimore Ravens practice squad. Uh, Bruins and Celtics are currently off today after both playing last night. Bruins losing in Ottawa 7-5. Celtics with a season-opening win at the Garden against Philadelphia. Bruins are back in action tomorrow night at the Garden. 7 p.m. puck drop against the Anaheim Ducks. Boston Celtics, meanwhile, head to Miami for an Eastern Conference Finals rematch against the Miami Heat. That tip-off will be at 7.30 in the NLCS, the Padres have evened things up after their 8-5 win over the Phillies. San Diego bounced back from a four-run second inning for Philadelphia with a five-run fifth inning. Game three from Philly will take place Friday night with first pitch at 7:37. And as KJ mentioned, the Astros coming away with the game one win in the ALCS over the Yankees, 4-2. Game two will be tomorrow night. At 737. And finally, for fantasy football owners, Broncos coach Nathaniel Hackett has said that running back Melvin Gordon will start this Sunday at home against the New York Jets. Gordon was benched in the second quarter of Monday night's game against the Chargers after only three carries for eight yards. I'm Joe Braverman, and that is what's trending on Boston Sports Original W E E I.
0: Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
3: Hey, look at this. I've been cleaning out my nest, and I found an old book of my poem. I
1: mean, we went for a rebound. Basketball play we went for the steal basketball play, referee blows his whistle, calls a foul. I stop playing, my arm's still stuck in there, and he tries to break it. And then I get, I'm the only one that gets attacked. So, I mean, everybody saw it. I, mean, I don't have to keep talking about it. If I did that, I'd probably ejected, suspended, three games, four games, fines. But the fact that I was the only one that, that got, I guess, something out of that is kind of beyond me especially you know, defending DPOI and that's how he gets treated it's tough but like I said it's maturity you know I could have cracked his head open but I did and that's
2: the maturity we had you know what I'm saying so we move on from it it is what it is and control what is. late night WEEI it's KJ 617-779-7937 text lines 3793 three seven. Coming up in 10 minutes, we will talk more Patriots getting ready for the Bears game and, of course, who plays and who starts next Monday. Mac Zappy, stay tuned. Yeah, that's Marcus Smart giving his feelings last night on his whole situation with Joel Embiid that went down where Joel Embiid clearly went down grabbing Marcus Smart's arm almost kind of like in a back arm bar situation and then attempting to go down with... Uh, with force and weight on it. And I'm going to say something a little bit out of face that uh, I could care less how it's taken. This is about Joel Embiid. Um, Joel Embiid did not grow up on the American playgrounds playing basketball, right? Just show up at college for the most part. If he ever did that, look, you would never have heard of Joel Embiid if he ever did that in some type of pickup game as a youth. Some of these kids that come through these situations where, oh my gosh, maybe they're somewhere in some prep school or never, you know, they've never had to go in between cages and play up against someone who's like really been in a cage and play basketball that way. So when Marcus Smart says, I could have cracked his head open, Marcus Smart had flashbacks to when he was at Oklahoma State. And I could
1: have cracked his head open.
2: I would have been right there with you, brother. I would have been there right there with you because, everybody's livelihood is on the line it's already it's already a sport where the wrong type of contact can do some serious damage that isn't even a basketball play it's one thing if Marcus smart was going up under the basket and even if Joel went at his legs that's like that's foul number one that is like sin number one is the undercut what Joel and B wasn't even a basketball move and if I'm Adam Silver, I should be I should be returning some phone calls to the Celtics organization to Brad Stevens saying, "Hey, you know, we're going to find that guy because at the end of the day, why Joel and B did that was because the Sixers started losing control of the game and the Celtics started pulling away."
3: Yeah, plus Embiid has the reputation of being a flopper. You know, some games he gets to the line a lot. Sometimes he doesn't. For,
2: forget all that. I'm talking about a non-basketball play that uh, 90s basketball. Oh, they'll be like, did you see the malice at TD Garden? I mean, I know it doesn't rhyme. You know, they, did, did, you, did you see the flogging at the Garden? It, it would have been one of those situations had that foul happened 20 years ago, there would have been benches cleared. They would have had to stop the game for 20 minutes because, look, that's nowhere near a basketball move. And sometimes when you have these guys that come from overseas that haven't been on these playgrounds as kids going up against guys who, you look, psh, I will set it off right now unless you check that ball in right now. I just hate to be absolutely full-blown transparent. But Joel Embiid doesn't come from that environment. And doing stupid crap like that last night should have got your head cracked open. Now, I can't can't call for that. That's not what I'm calling for. But he also knows that, well, there's not going to be some type of revenge. You know, the league's going to be looking out for that because, again, that's a move to injure a guy in a non-basketball move. Total Bush league. Total Bush league. Here's Jalen Brown on what he thought was going on with the scrum and Embiid.
4: I seen the play, and I thought first I thought the duration in the game and B was getting away with a lot of unnecessary pushing and shoving. You know, just being a big guy—that's what he do. But he was throwing his weight around a little bit. I said something before in that moment, but they kind of let it go, brushed it off. So, you know, in that play, once I seen, I felt like he was trying to. It seemed like he was trying to hurt smart in a sense. I just instincts just came right over. Um ended up being nothing. Ended up being a play on. Nobody got hurt. Um we just ended up finishing the game, play some good basketball, but, you know, we not we got it we got each other's backs out there and I'm not we not taking no mess this year.
2: Yeah, it's one thing to be a big man and use your size clearly. You're gonna do that. You're gonna push the rest to say, Hey, you know what, it's it's up to this smaller man to defend me why should I be punished for my size so you're going to kind of push some things around but when it's when you found out it's not working and then you start going to these other tactics I'm sorry uh, you know maybe that's just maybe that's just from when I grew up like yeah we got a date circled on the calendar just for you in fact we just signed this guy for two a ten day contract <laughs> why are they bringing him in for 10 days because we see him beat in eight you got one job fails.
3: Yeah, did you hear Jalen at the end of it? He said... You're not taking no mess this
2: year. Yeah! I mean, because here's the thing. I think a lot of teams in the East are shocked that the Celtics put it together towards the end of the year, and I think some of these teams are thinking that, well, if MA's not there, this team's going to get soft because they don't have their leader. Missoula's the youngest coach right now in the NBA. He's a new guy. So they're feeling like... It's it's almost kind of like when how kids tend to act when Dad's not home. You know, you, you, you almost never heard a dad say, okay, keep acting up and see when your mother gets home, she going to give it to you. No, it's always like, hey, when you get home, your dad's going to handle you." And I'm not condoning anything. It's not going that far. It's just the whole threat of, you know, mom usually tells you when your father gets home, watch what happens. And I think the, the 76ers thought like, well, okay, daddy's not home. We can get away with doing what we want to do. But, hey, at the end of the day, Embiid had 26 and 15, and Harden had 35. I think Harris had like 18, Maxi had 21, I believe, and they still lose?
3: I think that's where it drops off. As you said, there's no one else on that roster outside of well, those four.
2: Well, the thing is, that wouldn't have even been the Celtics last year, right? Like The Celtics last year would have been a team that like, as soon as they crossed that threshold of 100, 105, more points after that would have to be a like a super dynamic night. So to see both Tatum and Brown go for 35 apiece, I call them the 30 for 30 crew, that when they both hit for 30, you're not beating the Celtics. I don't care what, what kind of combination you have, who is on the team. I mean, you could pretty much put Durant, Harden, and, and, and Kyrie out there last year. If, if Tatum and Brown both have 30, 35 each, you're not beating the Celtics. Um, so Grant Williams, who was in charge of defending Embiid for most of the night, got into early foul trouble because of Embiid's aggressiveness. Here's his thought on what he saw go down between Marcus Smart and Joel Embiid.
4: Yeah, I think that at the time, I think it was a rebound. Smart kind of had his arm locked in a um, we Smart took, a lot, I think, a dislike into the grip of it because his elbow was locked out, and Um, I didn't think the trip was that bad, you know. Like he tripped and and John fell backwards, so I think that was more of a FIFA, FIFA type type of ordeal. But um, you know, that's just. We don't to stay locked in. That's the number one thing. When we when it happened, Al brought us in together and said, don't let this affect how we approach every single how We play, how we lock in, stay locked in, let it affect them. Let's be be ourselves. Let's, let's, let's be who we are. And we did a good job of that, just staying focused, letting every possession come to us, and uh, we did a good job of, of responding.
2: Yeah, I'm just thinking how the NBA has really changed. You know, ask some of the guys – I wonder if, like, at the end of a game, if you know, you're asking like olden polonies, just taking it back old school, or or you know, or uh, Anthony Mason, like, if those guys got, you know, touched like that, like, first of all, it will be like the question would be like, how much do you think the league is going to fine you for punching Joel Embiid in the mouth and busting his nose? But these players know that, okay, and this is part of the AAU system. A lot of them come up saying, hey, you know, look, a stupid move will ruin your future. And it still kind of applies on the NBA court, and you know, Joel Embiid is just one of those guys that he realizes he's probably the biggest guy in the Eastern Conference. You know, but if 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 him and Harden are standing out twenty three feet, trying to give each other assists, how really that big of a man are you? You know, I, I next time I would love to see Noah Vonnellay. next time, just give Embiid the hard hard screen. Make them buckle because Embiid, be, you know, he can be a bit soft in the tissue, if you know what I mean. So the Celtics, you know, look, I think if, if there's a pecking order in the in the Eastern Conference and in no particular order just yet, Celtics, the Bucks, the Heat, the Nets. After what I saw at the 76ers last night, they have no bench at all. None. Unless they get, they like, they're the team that still has to make another move just to, like, if they were the ones that probably looked at us like, if we had a Malcolm Brogdon ourselves, we win this game by 15. Well, guess what? We have the Malcolm Brogdon and win the game by nine.
3: Yeah, total with, bench with, points right now. I'm looking at the box score. It was 33 10. to 11. Yeah, it was, yeah, It was th- not even 11. close.
2: Yes, 33 to 11.
3: And if you include PJ Tucker, that means out of the ten players that the Sixers played, a total of six players scored seventeen points.
2: Yeah. So, what? But you know that you know that's PJ Tucker. He's not in. He's not even in there to score. You know, eight points from TJ Tuck, Tucker could be the difference between you know one or two possessions. So technically, PJ Tucker did what he was supposed to do, <laughs> not score. But you know that was kind of the Celtics last year where it's like, okay, who's coming off of the bench to score like Derek white, please, you know? So now that seems to be kind of fixed. Um, at first I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm really keen on white and smart being the starting backcourt, but now it makes sense because you know, Brogdon's points kind of get lost in the sauce if he's in there with the starters. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get points From Derek White because I think Derek White had like two points last night, four points something like that. So he didn't give you he didn't provide you points last night, and you still won by nearly ten against Embiid and Harden. All right, KJ late night here on WEEI. Uh, Of course, the big talk around New England now for the last week and a half it's just continued to pick up. Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones, uh, Mac Jones as reports say he's continuing to get healthier. Um, My hope is that Mac does not try and rush himself back because of the noise, because this is the first time that I think that Mac Jones in his entire career has heard for somebody call for someone other than him. Even when he was at Alabama, he got in the game because Tua went down with the nasty hip injury that ended his college career, got the surgery, then went to the pros. And then Tua's brother would next, the following year would transfer to Maryland where he's the starting quarterback now. So In Mac Jones' final season at Alabama, he didn't even have to try and beat out uh, Tualia Tungavailoa for the starting quarterback position. When he came to New England, it was kind of like, okay, you've got Cam Newton in front of you, and nobody thinks that's a hard hurdle to get over, but you weren't getting snaps with the first team in practice. You weren't getting first team snaps in the preseason games. Really, I think it really came down to when Cam Newton... You know, say, well, look, I'm going to I'm gonna take a week or a week was provided, one of those two, to go see a doctor down south or see a personal doctor and away from the team. You still remember seeing all the scenes on Fox 25 where they're like, breaking news. Cam Newton has been released and they're moving all those things at Foxborough. you know, they have the players on the... Like, you don't put those on there if you don't believe a person is going to be part... You know, like, marketing is going to go, you know what? You know, like, then why play him in these games? And Mac wasn't even told... No, in those situations, it's like okay, it's your team. So this is the first time that Mac Jones is hearing that. Hey, bro, maybe this isn't your team, and people are getting excited about it because there's been some mediocrity. So uh, here's Dan Orlovsky on Maloney, Fourier, Mego. Um, he's talking about how Keyshawn Johnson thinks Zappy should keep starting, but Dan Orlovsky thinks something different. Okay. Of course, I
3: don't agree.
2: I, oh my gosh, dude! Um, listen, I love Key. I love Key. I do. I love him. Like him and I have become so cool. But this is like this is what like happens when we we get caught up in the moment and we forget. First, Bailey Zappi has played
3: really cool football. Like he's 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 played nice football. He's done exactly what he's wanted. But I haven't seen this young man make many – I said this last week. He, he, I don't think against the Lions. First of all, he played the 31st and 32nd ranked pass defense in the NFL. So, awesome. He hasn't made many, like, NFL legit throws where you sit there and go, man, that ball had to come out before the receiver is ready and, and there's two defenders there and he's got to throw that ball to a perfect spot and place it exactly there. <sighs> you
2: know what? As a person who's watched the game extensively – with different type of eyes, having family who's played in the NFL, I would say that Billy Zappi is already a better quarterback than Dan Orlovsky ever was. Is that far fetched?
3: He hasn't run out of the back of the end zone purposely. Take, like take, that, take, did. take, take that
2: away. Like Dan Orlovsky should not be the guy talking about the thirty-first worst when he was the quarterback for almost half of the games when they were zero and sixteen. The last team to not win a game in the NFL. And the first time since I think the 76 Bucks, who were a brand new franchise at the time. (laughs) I've said this on the show. I think there's just that benefit of Orlovsky from Connecticut, played in Connecticut. ESPN's located in Connecticut. It's like the prodigal son that went nowhere. One stayed home, the other one went on the road. This one stayed home. Now, here's in, in a couple of minutes you will hear the replay of Bailey Zappi's that dude to Eric being Rock Hims paid in full because I think it tells the story of what needs to happen and what's happening at the same time. But here's Ty Law on Greg Hill's show yesterday on who he would start this week: Zappy or Mac? I mean, I think. See, I, I'm I'm on a fence with this one because you typically. Don't you lose your job, you know, to injury. But when someone comes in and playing like that and he has the
1: team somewhat rolling, you know, let, let him go ahead and play. You know, you know, you can give yourself a
2: internal excuse, say, hey, take your time, Mac. You know, hey, let's get all the way back healthy. You know what I mean? So I think Zappi is going to get another opportunity to start because he earned it. Now, uh, <laughs> someone refresh my brain. I believe Ty Law has one of those yellow jackets, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Who am I? Just just, just 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 from like if I'm at a restaurant and I'm asking you what's good on the menu, am I asking the chef or am I asking the person who's worked at the door for two days? Ty Law's the chef. Now I understand the hesitancy because like 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 I've said, I believe at some point Mac Jones will be the quarterback of this team again. But there's a much I don't like the word leash. But, you know, he's he's the guy on prices Right that game where the, the climber goes up the hill, the yodeler. You know what
3: I'm talking about? Joe's like, yodel Yeah, the cliffhanger guy. Cliffhanger. Or the, like, the yodely guy, I guess, as Drew Carey
2: likes to call right. him. Right. So if you've got $15 before you go off the cliff and Mac Jones is the cliffhanger guy, Mac Jones is probably at about 11 $12. So he's still got a little bit of room, but he's got to be good with it. So. To celebrate and also explain what's going on in the Bailey Zappi madness and Mac Jones quandary, I present Bailey Zappy's that dude. Hit it. Mac Jones, Bailey it has got everybody talking. It reminds them of Brady and Bledsoe. Is Bailey Zappi that dude? Bailey used to be the backup man. Now Zappy's got the ball all in, in his, his hand. Because he's competition. Max the evidence. evidence on how a second-year quarterback can, can regress. So here's the mission. Learn the system. Don't get flashy and you'll make Belichick happy. Stay accurate and stay cool. Everybody will say, Bailey Zappi's that dude looking for void and composure in the pocket There was one play where Zappi looked right, Zappi looked left There's the guy in the middle, oh my god, it was beautiful Now people hold up, this ain't a blow up Light a fire under Mac Jones to finally show up See, Mac's got a yearn to earn, he's gotta fight for this Zappi looks good, so maybe Mac should stop Throwing to the backers on the middle live Holding the ball, yo, that's not fine Matt Patricia put that pencil to use Watch your back, 10. Bailey Zappi's that dude, 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 dude. Yo, what happened to Bledsoe? Pace, face. I'm over here doing the wop. Come on. Oh. Yeah. Bailey Zappi's that dude right now. And if Mac doesn't get it together and is not throwing these interceptions that are just like, what are you doing? You will quickly be at that $15 mark on cliffhanger. Oh, like on the Price is Right. Yodeling. Belichick has done it before. You're in your rookie deal. There's not a whole lot of money being sucked up in the organization in Mac Jones. Clearly, Brian Hoyer is not going to be the number two quarterback moving forward. Late night with KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out. We wrap up the show next here on W E E I. Yeah. It's my childhood, childhood, man. I The nightfly, KJ. More like Venus flytrap around these parts. W-E-E-I late night. Thank you so much for hanging out for the last hour, fifty minutes. Talked about the comments from Ben Volan early this morning on Greg Hill show. Um also the conversation that's going on with Zappy and Mac Jones. And you know, look, and I was just saying, look. I can't afford to play loosey-goosey with facts and make up stories. I can only give you a perspective, and I have to give some type of backup to it. So when I say that Mac Jones is a form of privilege, it's because of how he's come about as a quarterback through college into the pros. Not saying anything about him personally, not trying to, hey, I talked to some person you know, inside of a Cumberland Farms, and they told me some good stuff. I can't do that. We know why I can't do that. (laughs) All right, let's get a text from the text line, 37937. Uh, Joe, go ahead.
3: So this is from a 201 texter. He's saying there's so much BS going on uh, soap opera-wise with the quarterback situation that you can't really offer speculation right now. He's saying Mac will come back whenever he is ready, and he wants to hear about football rather than speculate on what is or isn't true.
2: Okay. Well, you're welcome. Um, Yeah, we won't know that until Matt gets back in the game. I think people forget in the narrative with Drew Drew Bledsoe is he did get back in the game. It's then, after that, Bill said, nope, I'm going to go with Brady. So, you know, and, and we're not even talking about a Bledsoe character in the lead in this situation. I think the reason why it's perked people's ears is because, and their eyes, is because there are a lot of people who I believe were giving this kind of false love to Mac being really, really good. It's like telling yourself she really loves you for who you are, despite she, despite you being a millionaire, and she demands that she go shopping three days a week. There's a chance that she doesn't really love you, but she loves your money. And I think with Mac Jones, it's one of those situations like, hey, you came out of Alabama, we know the characters that are involved, and the previous year was just a disaster with Cam Newton. So all the, we were vulnerable... I'm sorry. That that didn't come off right. But yeah, it did. Um also talked about some of the game lineups for this weekend. Patriots favored by eight against the Bears, and I like it. I, I probably see like a 21-10 game. The Bears are just absolutely horrible at putting the ball in the air. And Nikhil Harry will be back. <laughs> be a lot of blocking up there. Look, look at him push that sled like no other. <laughs> Catch the ball. What's the point? I mean, Justin Fields has three less rushes than Damian Harris does. That's how much they run the ball.
3: Can so I ask you this, though, about Chicago? Yeah. Is is that you're talking about Justin Fields not being good. Don't you think, though, the situation that like the Bears organization has put him in is hurting? Because he doesn't really have an offensive line, not a lot of weapons, and the same thing could be said about like what they did with their previous quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, so you could put blame on the Bears as an organization for putting fields in this situation
2: you know what I told my kid today when we were doing homework together because one of the toughest things to do is to go back and have to do homework with your child when you get to a certain age you're like man I thought I already did this is sometimes she gets in the mode of saying I can't and I said the more you say I can't the more likely you never will but if you say you can eventually you will do so at some point there can't be this argument for Justin feels like well they can't because they can't because they never will if that's the case. Sometimes you just have to tell yourself we can. I think the San Francisco uh, the the San Francisco 49ers are brilliant at that because Jimmy G screams we can't but somehow they are always doing with him And now, who do they have now, right? Literally at one point, Jimmy G was not allowed to practice with the team, couldn't get a playbook, just was thrown off to the side until they could figure out someone to give him a phone call. Trey Lance goes down. Why? Because he can't throw the ball. And voom, here comes Jimmy, who everybody thinks can, but he tells himself he can, and he's back in there. So with Justin Fields, look, if you've got a running game, the running game should set up the play action. The play action should set up space. If you, you see it on the film. I mean, this dude will count four Mississippis like kids are playing on a playground before he throws the ball. This isn't college where, hey, you've got the superior athlete on your side of the ball, and you've got a guy who's going to be working at a car rental place next week. All right, look, not political, but this is good news. The current administration in Washington has now made it possible for hearing aids to be bought over the counter at much cheaper price. Yeah. Do you know what that means to everybody in this industry of radio? Think of all the relationships that... I—if We've lost girlfriends, relationships, all because of this word. Huh? Well, oh, He's acting stupid. He's being funny. No, hearing is kind of going. So some places you get them as $700, $200. I won't mention the stores that are mentioning them because I don't have the roster of who pays for advertising here. So I'm not going to big you up if you ain't paying. But some major retailers will have them as low as 200 bucks. some places 199 So a person like me will no longer have an excuse. But I'll tell you what, if my wife buys me a pair of damn hearing aids for Christmas, we call it a lawyer. <laughs> have a great Wednesday night. Talk to you again next Tuesday at WEI on Twitter, at KJ Carson. Have a wonderful week. Go Patriots 2110 Monday. Gotcha. See ya.